Well, good evening, y'all. And happy Lord's Day. Thank you. So good to see y'all tonight. Um, guys, I don't, how many of you ever been to see a mountain? Ever, somebody see mountain, mountain climbing or hiking or just passing by or flying over them or some mountains, huh? They're majestic. I don't know about you. I, I, I love mountains. And a few weeks ago, I went mountain climbing with a couple of buddies of mine. And um, there's something to be said about standing before such a magnificent piece of creation, right? It's majestic. It, it even takes your breath away. You're just sitting there looking at it, and it lifts your hearts right up to God. Almost like this feeling of ecstasy, seeing the beauty of God's creation right in front of you. So strong, right? In today's uh, gospel, not gospel, in the first reading, they're speaking about mountains. And I want to lay a foundation for us to, to understand what happens in the Mass. Because the mountain in the Old Testament is always, they speak of the mountain of the Lord. And the prophets, think of Moses, would go up to the mountain to meet the Lord. And the Lord would come down and He would speak with them. Right? So the mountain in the Old Testament was always a place of encounter with the divine. All right? And I think maybe that sometimes while we are so taken by mountains is because it is a place of magnificent encounter, something that is beyond us. Right? It's an encounter with beauty, one of God's attributes, and can lead us right to God. Right? So this is incredible. So the mountain is always in the Old Testament, the mountain of the Lord. And the mountain in today's reading from Isaiah, remember this is a prophecy. And it's a prophecy about the coming of the Messiah. All right? And the mountain he's speaking of is Mount Zion. So listen to what happens on this mountain. It says, On the mountain of the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of fat things, of, of the finest of choice wines, of fat things full of marrow and choice wines, well refined. Right? Sounds like he's, Isaiah's a Cajun, if you ask me. Um, he's having a conchon delay up on top of the mountain. Um, he says, on, on this mountain, he would destroy on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples and a veil that is spread over all the nations. He will swallow up death forever. Remember, he's speaking about the coming of the Messiah. So when the Messiah comes, there's going to be a mountain. And on that mountain, he's going to provide food. And he's going to provide choice wine. Keep that in mind, all right? There's another prophecy in Isaiah about the mountain and about the Messiah. And listen what happens on the mountain this time. This is the Lord's mountain. On that mountain, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the lion shall, and the fatlings shall be together, and a little child will lead them. The cow and the bear shall eat each other. Wait, no. Shall feed on grass. I'm sorry. I forgot my contacts. Um, so there's this tremendous peace, right? <laughs> These things are not supposed to lay down next to each other. A lion and a calf is not supposed to lay down next to each other. There's this image on the Lord's mountain that there will be a supernatural peace. There will be a unity, even amongst creation. The kid will lie down by the cobra's den. Right? It's incredible. And it says, They shall not hurt or destroy 
on my holy mountain. So remember, God's holy mountain is a place where food is given, right? Choice wine is given. It's also a place of unity and peace. All right, one more stop. Stay with me for a second. One more stop on the mountain. On this mountain, listen what happens. On the Lord's mountain, it says, It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest mountain and shall be raised above the hills and is taller than the overpass on Highway 90. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, and that all the nations shall stream towards it, right? That is kind of weird. Our highest point is Highway 90. That's really crazy. You know, I wish we had mountains in Louisiana, but it just doesn't happen. But, but this is what, what is getting on here, is that there's, this gonna, there's gonna be a mountain that's gonna be higher than all the other mountains. The mountain of the Lord. And then it says, I love this, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not raise a sword against the other nation, Neither shall they learn of war again. So on this mountain, what's going to be there? Peace. Think about it. You're going to take your spears, those weapons of war and hatred, and turn them into plowing shears, something that cultivates, tills up the soil to plant good seeds, right? So this image that there's not going to be war. There won't be hatred. There won't be division. There's going to be peace. So in the Lord's mountain, there's food, choice wine, unity, and peace. All right? That's super important for us because, again, this is prophecies of the Messiah. So when Jesus comes, he's got to fulfill all of that. He's got to, he's got to fulfill that in himself. So how does he do it? How does Jesus fulfill a banquet? Choice wine, good food, bring about peace and unity. Well, he does it specifically through the Holy Eucharist, through the institution of the Last Supper, right? What happens at the Last Supper? We come to the altar of God and we consecrate the bread, which becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. This is the food that is given to us, the choice wine. <clears throat> no better wine than the, the wine that becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. That's what we say, right? The blood of Christ. Not a symbol. So this is the most incredible wine that could ever come about for us, right? So this is happening on the Lord's mountain. But that begs the question, is it a mountain? Yeah, because Jesus goes from, from, from the Last Supper, and where does He go? He's taken up to Mount Calvary, where the Messiah will give us His body on the cross and form that everlasting covenant with us, right? So this is how Jesus is fulfilling all of this. But I want to look specifically about the Mass. As we're walking into church, what happens? We walk in and there's a song that's sung, right? There's an entrance song. And I love this part because it, it speaks to us of unity. We're all singing the same song in the house of God. We're all singing in unity here. You can't come to Mass and sing whatever song you want, right? I mean, Ivy's singing one song, you can't sit there and sing the Cotton Eye Joe. Are footloose. Like that would be very inappropriate. <laughs> he's dancing, baby. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's like, we can't sing different songs. We're one voice, one song being lifted up. What for? For the glory of God. And so we come in and look, look at the altar. What's it look like? 
a mountain. You step up. You go up. You go up. This is specifically designed not to be a stage, but to be a mountain. We go up to the Lord in the Holy Mass upon this mountain where He gives us His body and His blood, soul and divinity, right? And then we begin doing some really cool things that are going to speak of peace and unity. We already had the unity of the song, and then we begin to ask God for what? Forgiveness of our sins, right? And then we move into the Word of God, and we have the Word proclaimed, and it's preached, and we receive that Word, and it gets tilled up into our hearts and planted in our hearts so that we can bear good fruit. And then we go into the parts of the Eucharistic prayer. And what happens there? Well, we start praying for forgiveness. Oh, wait, let me back up. Before that, what did we do? Before we went into, um, after the, uh, the Lord have mercy, we did the glory to God in the highest. See, that's so important, y'all. The Gloria, what are we doing on this mountain right here in this house of God? We're going to sing glory to God, not glory to Mitch, and not glory to you. You're beautiful, you're precious, you're adorable, but all glory belongs to God. Amen? And so we sing glory to God in the highest with one voice. All of our differences, all of our thoughts, all of our opinions are pushed aside and said, you know what, I'm not going to glorify me and my thoughts and my desires. It's glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. You see, if we miss that part, we miss the biggest part of what Mass is about because we're not coming to Mass to be entertained. We're coming to Mass to give glory to God, period. And we do it His way. This is how He set it up. Alright, so we glory to God, right? And then we go into the different parts of the Mass. And then we get to the part where we're going we're gonna to pray uh, the beautiful Eucharistic prayers. And then we're going to pray the Our Father. What happens in the Our Father? You ever have those key words kind of stick out at you? Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Sometimes those are hard words to pray, aren't they? We're saying to God, Lord, I want you to forgive me the way that I have forgiven other people. And if I haven't forgiven other people, you can't forgive me. Like that's what the Our Father is saying. Y'all, that's hard. It, it can't be done without the help of God's grace, right? This is what we have to pray for. This is that beautiful image, turning our plowshares into pruning hooks. Right? Those things that we wage war with one another, those angry conversations, the way that we've hurt people, our tongue at times has been a sword. And we're saying, Lord, take that and turn it into something that's going to be profitable. It's going to be something that's going to teal up. It's going to be something that's going to build up. Forgive me, Lord, as I forgive other people. Like we've got to come to that moment in the Mass. And ask for God's grace to help me forgive them. Right? Why? Because you're in the house of the Lord. You're coming about to come up to the holy mountain and receive His body and His blood. The choice wine and the food. And then we get to that part where we offer one another the sign of peace. Right? Another important part of the liturgy. Why? Because if I have not forgiven someone, I've got to offer them peace. And it's not just with the person that you're next to, right? Most of the time we come with our friends, our family, so it's easy to offer that person peace, right? It's like, peace, Father Dan, cool Converse shoes. That's really cool, right? He does have Converse. It's really cool. I've never seen that before. Anyway, um, 
we got to remember that whenever we offer peace, it's not just to the person next to me. It's offering peace because we're on the mountain of the Lord to anybody out there that's hurt. Like, sometimes, I don't know about you, but whenever I wasn't up here and I was down there, if there were people that I didn't like, I didn't go sit by them. Why? Because I didn't want to offer them peace. I couldn't bring myself to it. I couldn't reach out and say, the peace of the Lord be with you, and authentically mean it. Right? But to realize that this is what God calls us to. We've come to the mountain of God, a place where there is choice wine, good food, there's unity, and there's peace. And I've got to embrace that before I can come and receive him. The Prince of Peace. Right? And so this is the beautiful movements of Mass. This is the beautiful way that Jesus himself fulfills these great prophecies of Isaiah. It's not just a thought. It's not just a spiritual insight. It's the truth. And so we come today, that the Scriptures talk about that you know, we come to this wedding banquet, this Messiah's wedding banquet right here to receive this. And it's a great joy. You've been invited by the King of Kings. And He wants us to come. He wants us to come. But He also wants us to come clean of heart so that we can receive all the graces that He wants to give to us. Right? And so today, uh, we're here. You're here. The church is filling up. This is beautiful. Um, if there's anybody in your life that you need to turn that plowshare into pruning hooks, that somebody that you need to maybe ask the Lord to give you grace to forgive, um, do that here, right now. God's grace is here. It's powerful. You can cut through it. As you approach the mountain of the Lord during the offertory, offer that person up right here. Say, Lord, I'm tired of holding on to that. I'm turning that in turning my plowshares, things that I've used to destroy, and I, I want peace. I want unity. I, I, I want that, and I know that God wants that. And so in this Mass, let us do that today. Let's just let go of those things so that Jesus, right, this wonderful Messiah, Savior, can give us the peace that He died for. He literally died for this. So we could come to know him and to live in the light and to receive and live in the unity and the peace that he wants to give us. Amen. Amen.